Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Tuesday, November 23rd. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Farmers across the Midwest are upset that ditches and low-lying areas of their fields might end up being regulated under the Clean Water Act. This is hardly a creek, and this, in my opinion, should not be classified as a water of the U.S. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All will report on plans to redefine bodies of water and the impact on agriculture in just a few minutes. St. Louis County Redistricting Commissioners have failed to come up with new lines for the county council. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports. The big sticking point to agreeing on a map was whether to put Councilman Tim Fitch's residence out of his district. Democrats said it didn't make much sense to craft a map around the GOP legislator, who has been a fierce critic of St. Louis County Executive Sam Page. GOP Commissioner Adam Bone, though, found the impasse perplexing since he met with fellow Democrats on Sunday to try to hammer out a compromise. And I'm not inherently an emotional person, but I just find that very... I don't know, insulting to to have our time wasted like that. Responsibility for crafting the seven county council districts will now shift to a federal judge, as it has for the past few decades. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. A St. Louis aldermanic committee has approved a redistricting map that reduces the number of wards in the city from 28 to 14. That map now heads to the full board of aldermen. 10th Ward Alderman and Legislation Committee Chair Joseph Vollmer says the final map keeps 80% of neighborhoods intact. We've done everything within the legal parameters to try and achieve uh, the wishes and desires of the people who have chimed in. Uh, There are some neighborhoods where we were able to help greatly. There are some we go and help a little. The full board has until December 31st to approve the map. The latest version will be available on the city's website. A hedge fund with a record of cutting newspaper jobs is making a bid to buy a newspaper chain with a large Midwest presence. The deal would give Alden Global Capital control of more than 70 papers owned by Lee Enterprises, including the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. The Midwest Newsroom's Grant Gerlach reports. In an offer letter to the Lee Board of Directors, Alden says sharing costs on the back end of news operations is important to manage declining print revenue. But Kyle Munson says previous rounds of consolidation have not solved the problem. He's board president of the Western Iowa Journalism Foundation, which supports community newspapers. I just think we have yet to see where scale for these local communities really makes up the difference unless you change the economic foundations of the news operation. Munson says he worries newsroom cuts made under Lee Enterprises could grow worse under Alden Capital. Lee's board of directors must approve Alden's offer, which values the company at around $141 million. For the Midwest Newsroom, I'm Grant Gerlach in Des Moines, Iowa. And Lee Enterprises says it will carefully review Alden's proposal. With winter approaching, St. Louis officials are working to open more shelters for people experiencing homelessness. As St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports, the new projects are funded through a multi-million dollar federal grant. 
Nonprofits who care for the city's homeless population have submitted more than 50 project proposals to the Human Services Department in recent months. These include proposals to open 24-hour shelters for anyone in need and city-sanctioned encampments. Human Services Director Yusuf Skagen says he understands the community's concern that services be ready as temperatures fall. He says they're working to get projects off the ground as quickly as possible. It is my every intention, it is this administration's every intention to deliver on exactly what has been outlined. St. Louis has allocated more than $40 million in federal funding toward homeless services and housing support. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones says she is working to make the city's police department more transparent. A lawsuit seeks to force the department to follow the Sunshine Law and turn over information about which homicides in the city have been solved. Jones says her office has also had problems getting information from the department. And we're hoping that we can work with the police department uh, under Chief Hayden's leadership to make sure that we can respond to more sunshine requests in a timely manner. We have more about the lawsuit and an investigation into the department's lack of transparency at stlpr.org. The Biden administration is looking to redefine a body of water. The definition matters. It drives federal rules landowners have to follow. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports the upcoming changes are putting farmers and environmentalists at odds. Chris Brundig farms 450 acres in Marys County in south-central Missouri, raising hogs and cattle and growing soybeans and corn. We're in his truck on a rainy fall day. Behind us are acres and acres of soybean. In front of us is a ditch that has a couple of inches of water in it. This is hardly a creek. And this, in my opinion, should not be classified as a water of the U.S. Brundig says under the Obama administration, his ditch was classified as a water of the United States. That limited what he could do on the land next to it. The Trump administration reversed that rule, making only a fraction of rivers, streams, wetlands, and creeks like Brundig's part of the definition. Brundig is worried the Biden administration will set rules that will put it and other minor creeks back into the definition and that could reduce the amount of crops he can grow and make food more expensive. Brundick might have to use less fertilizer and weed killer, and that might mean he couldn't plant anything. But if you start eliminating these acres that are sitting behind us right now, Jonathan, you know, enough of this is going to create a large enough impact that it's going to increase, it, it could create more shortages. Brundick has his own ideas on what waterways should make the cut. I think that there are some that need to be. It just, the word navigable is key. That would be rivers and lakes that can carry boat traffic. Some environmentalists say that's far too narrow. We need to make sure that we're protecting all the waters of the United States, not just the ones that people can boat in. Jen Pels is a biologist and attorney with the environmental group Wild Earth Guardians. She says it may be tempting to exclude a ditch that's dry 11 months out of the year in the waters of the United States definition, but it is still a critical part of the bigger water system. And then that one month out of the year, those chemicals or whatever they are that are in, it gets dumped, gets, you know, washed down by a big storm event into a creek that gets washed into a perennial waterway, which gets washed into a bigger river. Then you have a water quality problem. Pels wants to go back to the pre-2015 definitions to include more creeks, streams and tributaries. She's also concerned the Biden administration may be too willing to compromise with big ag. But some environmentalists are willing to seek the middle ground. 
Jim Karpowitz with the Missouri Coalition for the Environment, says perfect can't be the enemy of good. As an environmentalist, I'd like to be sort of on the practical side of the fence and, and be able to take steps that can get done in order to um, initiate them immediately. David Aiken, a professor of agricultural economics at the University of Nebraska, says don't count on a compromise. I don't know that they can, that there's a needle of thread that would avoid all uh, court challenges. This is just such a controversial issue. It's going to end up before the Supreme Court ultimately. The Trump reversal of the Obama rules did end up in court. The result tilted more toward what Trump wanted than what Obama enacted. Now, Aiken says, it's up to Congress to clarify things. Chris Brundick wants that, too. We never know with clarity what the rule is, and and we need something permanent. And we need Congress to do this, but it's just not a topic they want to pick up. In the meantime, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency and the Army Corps of Engineers are planning a series of virtual roundtables in December and January on what the rules should be on what makes something a water of the United States. In Rala, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Our friend Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.